Swinging strike three. He struck out. A really impressive bottom of the eighth inning for right-hander Colby White. You know, you hear kids talk about these guys that play at this stage and stuff, and, and every kid wants wants to, and, and that's kind of molded me into being able to succeed at this level. Spencer said, Colby, you just got drafted in the sixth round. And I thought he was joking. Then I started thinking about, uh, you know, how hard I've worked just to get here and just better pitch here. And then thinking about that, I started crying a little bit. Just when I get in, I know I got three outs to get. It's me versus whoever steps in the box. They're going to catch hell for, for three outs. Hey guys, Colby here. As my journey continues, people tell me as I battle on the mound, it's really a game that's purely mental. But I understand that the physical well-being is equally important. Mike and Christy Johnson of our title sponsor, the Clinic at Farmer's Med Shop, in my hometown of Foxworth, Mississippi, echo the same sentiment. When you're looking for the answer for all your health needs, call or stop by and let Mike and his wonderful staff help you be the best you can be. All right, everybody, we're back for another episode of Brushing Them Back with Kobe White. Kobe is somewhere in the far reaches of the state of Florida. Kobe, you still there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Hey, finally found him. Guys, for those of you that don't know or those of you that do know, Kobe sustained a little injury, so he's going to be out for a while. So maybe he can concentrate on some really impressive podcasting slash journalistic efforts now for the next few episodes. Maybe. We'll see. Sounds good. All right, Kobe. Uh Tell everybody who we got on today. So we have uh, Miss Heather and Mr. Trey Abbey, the owner and uh, I guess head coach of the Hattiesburg Black Sox. And a uh, really intriguing uh, organization that they have going. It's uh, pretty cool the, the level of talent they're able to get there and uh, to, to allow guys to keep playing the game. And um, you got to look on Facebook and stuff. You can find them on there. But uh, we're very thankful to have them on. And thank you all for being here. Appreciate Absolutely. It. All right. He said something really quickly that I want to jump into right away. He said ownership and head coach. So let's just That's go great. ahead. The elephant in the room, we're going to go ahead and deal with it. Yep. When does when does ownership, head coach relationship shut down and husband-wife relationship start up each day, or is it just a constant? I'll let you take that one, Trey. I'm in a terrible work environment. I'm harassed all the time by the owner. It's it's just it's, it's one a of the, hostile work environment. Look, it's it's honestly, I wish I could I could say, you know, something how how challenging it was or it was tough or it's really not. I mean, I, you know, she handles everything outside the lines, and I mean, when it when it comes to inside the lines, I handle it all, and she handles it, and she does an unbelievable job with running the organization and it's like herding cats yeah herding cats baseball players herding cats That's, every day i could and see I'm kinda, yeah i'm kind of responsible for everyone she's responsible for everything so i mean her job is of course way more important than and, mine is and worse than that is i'm responsible for him yeah. so like Just, you know he's he's kind of trouble he, he's a he's all hands on deck all the time See, I told you I'll get harassed on a constant basis every day, every day. But well, I can't speak. 
I can't speak for Kobe, but I can speak for myself. The idea of myself and my wife working together day in, day out, hand in hand would not work. Well, I'm just going to be brutally honest, would not work. We would not be, we would be strangling each other by five o'clock each day. So. The only time that we've ever had an issue is when, because a lot of the baseball players, they end up being like, they're all like my children. And so you'll have a picture, no offense, Colby, but you'll have a picture. They'll come up to me and they'll be like, oh, that's Heather. You got to get me in the lineup. You'll let me have it at bat. Because, you know, all pitchers can hit, right? I mean, all <laughs> pitchers can hit, so they go to her. And then, you know, I'll be like, Trey, you know, so-and-so needs to, no neck, drop any names or anything. So-and-so needs to, you know, they need a bat. So that, you know, sometimes that, that can be problematic. Kobe, you oh, need yeah. to defend yourself because I know you could hit a little <laughs> bit back in the day. And, uh, you know, the thing is, as the, as the competition gets better and you start facing better pitchers and all, uh, you know, pitchers get bored with the idea of only pitching. So, and the same thing with hitters. Hitters love pitching, but uh, yeah, when the skill level gets up, you're seeing better arms and stuff. You really can't hit. Everybody can hit in high school. If you're if you're an okay athlete, you can hit in high school. Once it starts getting above that, you can't really hit, really and truly. We believe we can, but <laughs> that's a brutal honesty of it. Because you know? you know, it'll just be me and the pitchers in the dugout. In so. between, yeah, in between innings. <laughs> That's when they start working on her. They're not, oh, Miss Heather, you know, we're up a few runs. I think I can, I think I can, you know, think I can handle it, want it bad. And then she'll say, you know, Coach, you think you should put in such? I was like, no, Heather, no, absolutely not. So it happens yeah. all the time. And then you got a pitcher go out there and get hurt doing something he hadn't done in a while, and then you can't sure. use him to pitch it. And it's. Then we don't talk on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> or worse, I actually let a pitcher hit. It was, I can't remember, a couple years ago, and we were up by pretty good bit i let him hit the guy put one over the left center field wall and i'm sitting there and she, she's like uh uh lane luker oh, luker yes. put it right over the left center field wall and i'm sitting there looking at oh my gosh i just started something i was just thinking he's gonna yeah. strike out in yeah. and real quick be over with let's just get in and out so we finish the game he hits one and that's for for honestly the rest of the season that's all i heard every day that's you, all every you time caught shatter the rest of the year after that yes sir yeah. sure. non-stop just nonstop. For sure. Okay. Now, you made a statement earlier, Miss Heather, that you was just you and the pitcher sitting in the dugout. Well, when most folks think of ownership, first of all, they don't think of female ownership to start with. So, you are, you are a unicorn in this industry is what you are. Also, they don't think of ownership sitting in the dugout. They think of ownership That's sitting up right. in, their, in their ivory tower overlooking their operation. So, uh... Give us just because uh, we got listeners all we 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 have uh, probably six or seven countries that we have listeners in. They might not right. be they might not have a clue uh, about what the dynamic is with you guys, especially with female ownership because that's a, that's an odd bird for them. Tell us a little bit about the actual organization that you are the owner of. Just a snapshot right. version of it. Real short. Well, the Black Sox have been around since 1941. Last year, we celebrated 80 years of baseball. It started as part of the Independent Negro League in South Mississippi. Milton Barnes was the original owner, and he found this guy back in 1992. Yes, to come catch for the Black Sox. Trey and I started dating. I was at USM. I went to a Black Sox game. I was hooked. We almost missed our... Uh, we went on a cruise when I graduated from law school. We almost missed the cruise because <laughs> I was catching for the Black Sox. Back when Mr. Barnes still owned the team. 
Our youngest son is named after the original Black Sox Park. Pretty much everything in our life is about the Hattiesburg Black Sox. Um, we are in mostly, most of our players are in uh, the Central Mississippi area or Jackson and in like, Arkansas, Louisiana, Louisiana Alabama, Alabama um, Florida. Florida. And so we train out live at, in Brandon, Mississippi now. We don't play in Hattiesburg anymore. We'll always be the Hattiesburg Black Sox because that's the original name of the team. And we think that it means something. It means something more than just being the Black Sox. So for us, you know, that's super important. And for us, it's super important to make sure that we honor Mr. Barnes' legacy because, you know, he played baseball in a time when African-Americans couldn't play on a white man's field. I'm a woman that sits in a dugout. No women sit in dugouts. So I think it's pretty special that we're, that we're able to do that. And, I mean, Trey handed the team off to me. He wanted me to run it. So. Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll yeah. So what happened was, uh, I think Mr. Barnes sold it to us in 2001. Two. Two. January 2002. Well, she's in charge. 2002. <laughs> And I had, uh, I was owning and playing. I just wanted to keep it going because I, I really didn't know. I had people come up to me like, what did you, why did you do this? I mean, cause I, I bought it from him. Then I sunk like $50,000 in a ballpark in, in Palmer's Crossing. And, you know, people were looking at us like, you know, why? Why would you do it? And I was like, you know, Mr. Barnes played a, a pivotal role in my life. I mean, I, I wasn't related to him, but like the man was just, you know, like yeah, he was like a dad to me. And he was just, he's such a good, good man. And, you know, it didn't matter what I had going on in my life for two and a half to three hours on a Saturday or Sunday, I could let it go at the fence and I could go play baseball and I could, I could, I could love the game and I could be out there and, you know, with it, it being integrated when I just started, like, it, it was just, it was a really, really neat thing. And I went from player to then coach, owner, and I did it. And we won, uh, <clears throat> we won numerous national titles in like 06, 07, 08, 09. We were the first team to win the aluminum and wood bat world series in the same year. In like 25 days, we captured the state Mississippi state, uh, title, semi-pro title, the NSPBA, the ASPBA title in like, you know, and we, we had a roster of like 18 or 19 guys. And right after that, <clears throat> I noticed Miss Heather was not as interested as she had used to be in baseball. You know, she was just kind of, you know, taking pictures and just hanging around. And I had this idea that, you know, she's a whole lot smarter than I am. And she's, she's pretty much accomplished, uh, you know, anything that she's ever set her mind to. And we were driving home one day and she was, she was like, you know, I just, I wish there would be women in baseball, which whew, me being the idea guy, I was like, you know what there is now? She said, what do you mean? I said, I'm, I'm handing you over the team. Like one of the things in my life that I cherished, you know, my, my children and family first, you know, God. And then, you know, seriously, like, there we go. You know, the Black Sox. I just, I, I gave it to her because I wanted to see what she could do with it. And for a couple of years, she was kind of timid. She was kind of timid. She didn't really know what to do. Uh, she would, you know, it's, it's more than getting sponsors and, and, and talking to the media and, and doing things like that until, and I can't believe she didn't tell this story until we got accepted to go play against a bunch of major leaguers. We played against Chipper Jones, 2018, 2018. Chipper 2018. Jones, 
Johnny Damon, Jason Worth, a whole bunch of these guys. And the uh, guy, the guy that's run the tournament, wonderful man, he had told us, he said, you know, I need a list of the people that are sitting in the dugout. And I gave it to him and then Heather's name. And I, I, he said, well, why does she sit in the dugout? I said, because she owns the team. And I said, honestly, it's, it's, you know, that's just how we've always done it. And he had told me, he said, well, man, I'm, I'm going to have to get permission. I said, I got one better than that. It doesn't matter who you have playing. If she can't sit in that dugout, the Hattiesburg Black Sox will not go to Louisville, Kentucky, who will stay in Mississippi. That's how serious we are about it. And that's what, how serious her role is. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. And so they had it worked out. Now, of course, uh, at one point in the game, she was taking selfies with Nick Swisher over in the dugout and hanging out and doing, I know, I know, I know. And I'm like, Heather. Like, Trey looks up on, the, on like, the Jumbotron, and there's, like, her Nick Swisher sitting over there, you know, talking and just having a good time. Because he, he like, came up to me, he's like, you're that woman that owns that baseball team. I was like, yeah, I am. But to see what she does now with it, uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's, um, you know, I could never have done a tenth of a job that she has. Well, it's just competing roles. So, like, I, you know, we just do, we just handle things differently. But but our game has stepped up so much that, I mean, like last year, we, we, we took our guys to this huge tournament out in Colorado. And I remember when I met the tournament director when we got there, all, you know, all of our guys are rolling up. He's like, Miss Abby, are, are you sure those are baseball players? Those look like football players. I was like, that's my team. I mean, now, like, our center fielder is a guy named Trey Jones. We call him Doc. He's a dentist, and he creates all of our uniforms. He's created our logo that's about to be, you know, trademarked. I mean, everything that we do is on the next level. I mean, we have how many sets of uniforms? Like five sets, like five of, sets uniforms. of uniforms. I mean, we, um, I don't know, we're just, we're not just like the Black Sox anymore. We're, we're we're like a true organization and everything we do has a, a reason to it. And, you know, part of what Trey and I do and part of the reason why the team, as long as we can, the team will always go on is that there are people that play with us right now that should be playing major league baseball, but for one bad decision, one bad choice, they're not on TV, but they're extremely talented. And then you have college kids who are coming up that my older guys are now mentors to that, you know, are still that, you know, are going to get looked at by scouts at big tournaments that we go to. And part of what my responsibility is, is to make sure that these kids are okay. And, you know, that it all kind of flows together everywhere we go. Now, there's always an issue because, I mean, Colby, we are talking about baseball players. You know, y'all are, are a special bunch of crazy, but, you know, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun. And and we usually end up with one or two baseball players living with us. I mean, there's a kid named Pablo that lived with us last year. From Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, he's playing at Purdue right now. And uh, he's going to be back in a couple of weeks, and he'll be here with us for the summer. He played at Heinz. And so, you know, we've had multiple players over the years that stay at our house. And when whenever guys are at our house, they're just like part of our family, like, Last year at Christmas, Pablo went us, or two years ago. Two went years with ago, us on family vacation. Went with us Colorado family vacation. I mean, when they, we don't, I don't like have a line between baseball players and my family. They just kind of all become part of our family. 
And what's crazy is because they're all, all of our black, all the black Sox players are huge type A personalities. They are, it takes a special kind of guy to walk up and play with us. If you're timid, if you have any question about your ability at all, the people on the team will know it and you won't last. Also, if you, if you have a problem with a woman being in the dugout, you won't last either. So, but no, but they, you know, it just takes a special kind of guy to play with us. And, but what's amazing is Trey can turn it all around. Like Trey can take all of these type A personalities who are all the best at what they do and somehow manage all of them because he's not a yeller. He's not a screamer, except for what? Maybe two or three, two or three times a season. Maybe. <laughs> and when he has to make that trip out on the field a couple times a season, everybody listens to him. No, but you know, I mean, and what, what's interesting is now the older guys that are with us, most of them have the same love for the black Sox that we have. And I mean, I know you can appreciate this call, but you have guys who have played baseball since they were, you know, three or four years old. And sometimes people get burnt out. They get burnt out by bad coaches. They get burnt out by whatever situations happen to them in life. Their parents wouldn't let them take a summer off, whatever it is. And then they come, this person comes out and just hits with the black socks, hangs out with the black socks. And then they remember that feeling of being nine years old, sitting in a dugout with all your friends, just playing baseball. And that I think that's the most special thing about the team. Yeah, because, you know, <clears throat> when – like you called me, y'all get paid to play. That's a, it's a job. I mean, that's that's a, I mean, that is a, that's a job. It's pro- and people don't realize it because I've had guys that will get released and they'll come back here until they get picked back up and they'll play with us. And then, you know, we lost like seven to independent ball last year. And like, it's a job. It's a struggle. And I mean, you know, you go from the highs to the lows. And baseball is a game of failure anyway. You can mm-hmm. fail seven out of ten times and probably be in the Hall of Fame hitting 300. I mean, there, there's, there's a million things that, you know, our thing that we try to do is, is Heather and I talked about this years ago, is we bind everybody like a baseball is bound. Baseball is bound with 108 double stitches, right? That's how – that's the only thing that keeps us all together. There would be no reason for me to know – a lot of these guys on this baseball team are all the people that have played with the Black Sox over the years if it wasn't for the 108 double stitches. It wouldn't. We, I wouldn't know them. I, I wouldn't be on here with y'all. I mean, I wouldn't know Colby. I wouldn't have known about Colby from the guy that won our first, very first playoff game with the Black Sox, Mark Broom. Hey, Mark Broom calls me and says, you need to see this guy pitch. I mean, and I, I was mesmerized. I'm sitting there, you know, kept up with him. I'm an Alabama fan and I'm going for Mississippi State because of you and, and, and all the kids that, you know, that we've had a few play with us from there. Like, it's just, it's just special. It's just a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, especially in the state of Mississippi, I, I think about this all the time. It's like a fraternity. Everybody that is around a baseball in the state knows of everybody around there or directly knows them and day to day. And that's what's so cool about it is, you learn more about people's lives just from baseball. And it, and it's like that connection is what makes it so special, even outside of how much fun it is to play the game, uh, especially like what y'all were talking about. It's it's back to like baseball at its purest form. There's no money. There's no worried about, you know, how are you going to make this amount of money last for two more weeks while being able to fuel your body to go play or whatever, you know, and it's like just go play baseball. 
you know, don't worry about getting a release or getting called up or sent down or whatever, you know, it's just play the game, win the day, you know, and that's, yeah. that's a very cool thing. I'm fixing to steal that code, like win the day. I like day. that. That's you start hearing that on the Black Sox stuff. I like day. it. Yes, we like our slogan. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty All good. Right. Win the day. I like that. So after hearing both of y'all talking, the you guys and Kobe, I am super confused because there's an internet controversy, a conspiracy of sorts, that connects the two of y'all together. And I got to get, I guess I'll let Kobe deal with this situation. What's this, uh, I, this nonsense, I guess now, that when Kobe, there was an opportunity Kobe might come play with you guys, pitch for you guys, all that kind of stuff. But he just, he couldn't cut it. He's, you, you told him what a spot for. It's all over the internet. Well, yeah, uh, anybody throws triple digits to come play with us, especially Colby White. Colby White come out there anytime Colby White wants to come out there. I'll even if, if he if he looked at me and he said, you know, Coach, I, I would like the number three, which is my number. I think I, I would actually take that off for him to wear to pitch in, in a game if that's no, what No, Colby, I love you, darling, but you're not wearing his number. All right, <laughs> uh, so so okay, well maybe maybe that's where it got confused. Maybe Colby just thought he was you know too big for his britches and he didn't have time to play oh. with you guys. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Colby's yeah. here. He's not saying a word. So. <laughs> thing is man the opportunity hadn't really presented i was uh i guess i guess the 2020 year but uh but yeah i mean that's the thing you start looking on the page and all and there's big leaguers getting tagged with the black Sox stuff and getting that's a that's a pretty cool pretty cool thing especially right there in hattiesburg you know and it's uh i don't know and, that, and there's all kind of like i saw uh wendell mcgee yes got tagged you know stuff you know uh went to pearl river went and played the big leagues and uh you know, you know, his granddad that? was the owner of the Black Sox, Mr. Barnes. Okay. That's yeah, his granddad. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, stuff like that. You know, there's a tie right there with, with a guy that I didn't even know, and it's like, it's very interesting. But uh, so, so when did uh, when did you take over with the organization, Miss Heather? Eleven. Eleven. Two thousand eleven. And then this was crazy to me is like you follow the Yankees and uh, they just hired a. a I think it was the first minor league head coach was a female. Uh, and it's like years down the road, way after you took over the Black Sox, there's more women, in, especially in baseball. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Way ahead of the time, you know, when you talk about 2011 until now, what's going on. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty special. We, we just, I don't know, we just, we really have a good time. And, and what's crazy is, like, now we have – Little Bridley Thomas plays with us. Yeah, Little Bridley. Plays. Little Bridley Thomas plays with us, and his mom is Sarah Thomas. The NFL official. And so it's it's pretty interesting that you know she lives like right down the road from us, and you've got two women in sports in the state of Mississippi, mm. kind of connected through through baseball. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. So how this is a little off, I guess, from from that topic, but say a player. I guess William just brought it up. But say a player wants to play with the Black Sox, how does that go about? Do y'all reach out to guys? Do they reach out for y'all? Do y'all have tryouts? How does that kind of? We actually have guys that message us year-round about coming to play with us. And so what, what I always do is if, if I get the message, if the message comes in through one form of our social media or another, I always send them Trey's information. Because that's one thing I don't do is – I don't have anything to do with picking 
you know, we're determining what talent level we need. And so we have our core guys who are always there. But Trey's always, I mean, we're always looking for good talent. It just, you just have to be at a certain level to play with us. And that's just. Yeah, because here we, we don't have a very high turnover neither. That's the other issue. We we do we do try and like have, uh, you know, some of the older guys mentor some of the younger ones. We do that, you know, you want to keep that core group of guys. It's always there. Uh, we have a good bit of college kids that come through. Oh so. yeah, we do. I mean, we have, but well, we got kids from, we had two from New York, one from Colorado. They call from all over the country now wanting to come play. I mean, it's, you know, it's difficult to do all that this year. I think we're actually going to have a 17 and 18 year old black Sox team which is one of the first times we've ever done anything like this because I've got another guy that's wanting to coach them and he's he's in the same mindset that I am about things and he understands so that you know that'll be a little bit more opportunity for some other kids but you know it's most of the time they'll call or you know I go to JUCO games JUCO baseball in Mississippi is one of the best in the country like mm-hmm. I am extremely lucky I Pearl you got Pearl River Jones Hines, Meridian. I mean, you've got all these schools all around, and and most of those kids, you know, D1 are going to get drafted or something else. I mean, then you've got Mississippi State, uh, USM. And what's the other school? I can't say that. I'm just playing Ole Miss. You got Ole Miss. I'm just playing. Hey, I'm glad you did that. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd get Kobe to laugh. That's why why I said it. No, you know, uh, and and they'll, they're usually referred by somebody that's playing. So, you know, hey, we got a pitcher that, that, that needs to get some work. And I am uh, – And then there's some there's some pitching coaches and hitting coaches in the area that will reach out to Trey. Like, Russ Davis will reach out to Trey. And, you know, he's a pitching coach. Nick so, Amarotti. Yeah. He's coaching at Kentucky now. Um, but they'll reach out to Trey and say, hey, you know, can this kid come throw with y'all a couple games? Or, that you know, you need to look at this college guy or whatever and – because it doesn't matter if the game is on the line, bottom of the ninth, no hitter going on, whatever. If their coach tells me they're on a pitch count, they're on a pitch count, and I will come pull them in the middle of an inning. I don't, I don't care. Because I mean, we, you know, when it comes to to arm care and things like that, like, like I, I can't be, you know, if if a coach tells me how he wants to do it, then that's what we're going to do. That doesn't mean he runs our program, but I'm taking into account every single thing he says because that's his ball player until that kid graduates. So, you know, I'm real strict with things like that. Uh, and that's the other thing that's happened just kind of organically over the years is that coaches have – they really trust Trey, and they trust Trey with their players. So they know that he's not going to, like you said, throw somebody out there on the mound for nine innings or what whatever the situation is. And so we have really great, talented kids that end up coming and playing with mm-hmm. us. Well, yeah. and you know, the other side of that from the player's point of view, you know, but like when you're looking to play play somewhere, and it even goes to the college, you know, ranks, but like players talk, and if it's like, okay, well, this guy got abused, he got, you know, and it's like, well, what's the odds of this guy getting hurt because he threw X number of pitches on this day and then turned around and threw this day and all, you know, and obviously everybody wants to win and every, every kid that pitches is a competitor and, wants to keep going but when you have that uh that coach looking out for you with that kind of respect saying hey it's enough we, we can't keep you going out here like that you know and getting you out of that and that relationship you know when you talk about it like that and then the coach is trusting saying the college coach is trusting saying okay well he's going to respect the things that i say so we're going to keep you know and keep that relationship that's that's very that's very cool especially at that 
at that rank because a lot of guys just love playing. They don't want to get done pitching or get off off the mound, you know. So they love to compete, and that's and look, I can appreciate that. And I've had a mad at me, and I said, "You can be mad, but you're gonna be mad with me in the dugout." That's fine. Like I, we we set your pitch count like a starter. Uh, man, I'm I'm not going over 90 pitches. Like I, Arden, uh, Austin Sanders, one of our top pitchers last year, throwing in the championship game, and I think he hit he was at 87 pitches. And I told him, I said, "You're 90, you're coming out." He's like. Coach's last game. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. This is an older guy. I said, no. I said, we set this. This is what we set. This is it. It's over. He got mad at me, but after we won the, the whole World Series thing, he was amazingly happy. So it, it, it's it's okay. It's you know that's just the responsibility I'm willing to take. I just I don't I can't see some of these ball players get hurt, and not because of me, not because of my love of winning or my hate of losing. Like I, just, I can't do that. It's just not it's not good for those kids. Yeah, we don't lose well. Yeah, and I have a, a good rapport with a lot of these coaches and a lot of people. Like, I just – I don't – it's just not – the juice is not worth the squeeze on it. I just would rather just stick to what they need need us to do, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Well, reality a hit when you got one of these on your arm. Yes, sir. You start realizing, hey, I threw too often and too much, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's – for all the listeners, the reference he just made, since you don't see what he's showing you, is the UCL injury that he received and the surgery that followed. But, you know, the beauty of it is with Kobe, he was throwing like 75 miles an hour in like high school. Oh, it's probably more than 75, probably 80. And then I don't know what they did. They juiced him up at PRC and he'd come out throwing 100. So, just saying, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, about 40 feet. Actually, this was crazy. And, uh, I've gained 74 pounds since I graduated high school, but it was in two years. It was when I got to state, I gained 74 pounds in, in a short period of time. It was like my whole body just transformed. Yeah, I can yeah. remember Kobe in high school. He turned sideways. You'd lose him behind the flagpole. He was so thin. Really? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll never forget because Mark Brayman called me, and he said, you pitch at PRC, uh, Pearl River, and he said, Dude, you you gotta look at this kid. He said, I, he said, I said, well, I haven't heard of. It. I don't know who this is. And then he had sent me a video or some highlights, and I was like, whoa! I said, that kid's not gonna be a PRC for long. I said, that kid, that kid can sling it. I mean, he was, you know. Then watched him in Mississippi State, and I'm telling you, I can't stress to you enough. I'm an Alabama fan, and I have a Mississippi State bulldog hat in there that I wear during baseball games only, and like only during baseball, only season. during baseball season, and like. I, it was just – it's great because it's, it's a homegrown kid. Like, it's – those things are just are just so cool and important to me to watch stuff like that. And then, you know, I catch myself watching spring training games. I don't ever do that, but I'm watching them because of him because I'm thinking, you know, even though I'm not hung out with Kofi a lot and stuff, I'm telling you, the fir- when he gets to the major league, I'm going to the first game. I'm going. Heather and I are going to go. I mean, because I tell her about him all the time. And we, <clears throat> we had a chance for him to come uh, – it was a couple years ago. I think I had talked to him, but at the time, if if somebody, if a college kid is in college, professional baseball players can't play with them on the same team or something like that. And you know, and so when that happened, you know, it, oh, I had people so mad at me they wouldn't talk to me for like two or three days. I said, well, Kobe called. They said. Are you serious? When's it coming? I said, I, I can't. I said, we have some college kids. 
and they were, I mean, hot, but they understood because we follow the rules. I mean, when it's set, that's what it is. Uh, and so, you know, I said after those college kids go back, we still play, then yeah, absolutely you can. So, Look, it's okay that Nick Saban just called y'all and told y'all to quit talking about Mississippi State and talk more about Alabama. It's fine. <laughs> he did. He did. All right, so look, we could stay and talk to you guys all day long, and I would really love to because this has been a delightful conversation. Pacoba and I both love baseball, and I can tell you two, y'all borderline obsessed with it, so we know we like y'all. But here's what we need to do before you guys get out of here. We need to know exactly what you guys got going on over the next few weeks, how they can find out more about the Black Sox organization, and if they want to build y'all stadium, you know, people need to know how to get in touch with y'all, so – Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. All right. So tomorrow we play at Frierson Field at Mississippi College. We play our alumni game at 3 p.m. tomorrow in Clinton. That is May the 1st. May the 1st. And then we're off for Mother's Mother's Day. Day. And then we play the next weekend. At Smithville. Next two weekends at Smithville. Smithville Stadium. Our schedule and everything is going to be up this week. We're on Facebook, Hasbro Black Sox Special Base. Facebook page, and we're on Instagram, Black Sox 1941. And then you can always reach Coach Trey at 601-454-4713. If you want to come try out, hang out, get some merchandise, whatever y'all want. Or donate an obscene amount of money. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take that too. (laughs) (laughs) Our our website will be up. She actually hired a PR firm to start doing some stuff on us uh, about two weeks ago. So our online store, our website. We have a, I hired a PR firm, and then I have uh, Lanny Bradford's going to be with us this summer. And so Lanny Bradford, Chad Bradford, Chad Bradford, guy that uh, pitched in the league for years, and y'all know Chad really well. And uh, he'd asked Lanny to help with the Black Sox and stuff. And it's been great. She's been wonderful. She's Chad Bradford, that's a Moneyball guy. Yeah, that's him. That's yeah, sir. yeah, the one yes, with the man. weird delivery. Yeah, I remember him. Yes, yes. Sir. yes. Kobe, yes, so we'll, you're you're a quote excited. guy, and he's been stealing your quotes this whole episode. You got one more for him, a little little parting shot for the for the Abbeys. What do you mean on the uh? On no, the don't give them. No, don't give them mass equals gas. We're, we're copywriting that. So. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know. Uh, thank y'all obviously for being on. I know y'all's uh, yeah, y'all probably crunched for time. Y'all very obviously very busy. Uh, but this has been awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank y'all. Seriously. Hey, Thank we're, y'all. We we're definitely going to have you guys back on in, a, in an upcoming season for sure because we'd love to have yes. an extended conversation with you guys. I mean, since Miss Heather is a unicorn amongst the industry, I mean, she's – and and Trey is fortunate enough to be married to her. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> hey, the best move I ever not, made. Not bad for a little kid that came from Coleman, Alabama and actually right. found right. daylight. So. You're so right. <laughs> absolutely. And we appreciate you guys, seriously. All right, guys. Kobe, brother, be safe. And I, and I know you all talk to you a little bit later. Thank you, uh, Heather and Trey, for being on. And um, Kobe, I guess that's it, man. Another one in the books, and we'll see you all on the next one. Thanks, y'all. All right, all right bye-bye. Now a word from our sponsors. Honesty, integrity, and hard work. These are characteristics that drive me on my journey. The same can be said for Hunter Forbes and his crew. So call or contact Forbes and Son Wood Products, LLC, in Sandy Hook, Mississippi, for all your timber harvesting needs.